all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Medical Director for the Center for the Advancement of Youth at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Back to school jitters. Everyone has them, children and parents alike. What are your biggest worries? The social aspect, getting the right teacher, academics, and the homework grind? All of those can provide anxiety. How can you make the school year start smoother? And how can you tell if the first day jitters are actually morphing morphing into a deeper problem? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Relatively Speaking with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. Good morning and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we are talking about the back to school jitters. Now I know you've heard a lot about those in the media lately. Everyone has them, children and parents and sometimes we don't talk enough about the parents back to school jitters. We'll do that today. So what are your biggest worries as a, a parent or a student? Is it the social aspect, getting the right teacher, the academic part? Can you do it? Can your child really stand up to the the standards of the next grade? And what about the homework grind? Um, all of those can provoke some major, major anxiety. So how can you make the school year start smoother? We know many people started school today, but everyone hasn't started. They're still waiting for that jump from the starting block. So what can we do? How can you make it better? And then the other thing I really want to talk about today is how can you tell if those first day jitters or first few days of jitters are actually morphing into something deeper, a a deeper problem? Or do you think that the jitters are so incredibly exaggerated that they're already more than most people experience? Um, So if you have any questions about that or some thoughts about how you made um, things better for school, I want you to give us a call. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. 
And I would like to um, ask teachers, former teachers, if you're not in the classroom, obviously, give us a call and let us know what you think parents could do better or perhaps what parents do wrong sometimes to enhance those jitters because I'm sure that we, in our well-intended ways, as we are getting our kids into school and wanting everything to be perfect, sometimes um, do things that perhaps make things worse. So do you remember as a child having back-to-school jitters? Um, was it just the excitement or coming back, or was it really the dread of school? And and what did you do? How did you manage them? Um, did you have a parent who helped you through it, or was it something that you just suffered through every year? Do you think teachers understand how difficult those first few days sometimes can be, and um, and and what they think? Do do they seem to have some ideas of what to do? So going from a long, lazy summer and then back to the rigors of a classroom really can be a very bumpy road. Um, and like I said at the beginning, I cannot imagine that anyone doesn't feel at least a small amount of those jitters. They're normal. That's okay. And we've talked about how normal a small, low amount of anxiety will enhance your performance, and that's okay. So that's okay, but we want to talk about um, when it's not okay and how it can morph into something worse, but also just in the typical uh, range of emotions about returning to school. Um, every child's different. We know that. So how do you take the steps to help your child transition um, more smoothly? So just on the on the top end of all this, I want to talk about some things that can make back-to-school jitters worse and and how we need to approach those. Um, first of all, if you see a lot of back-to-school jit- jitters, the important thing to do is to validate the feelings. Instead of saying, don't be silly, don't be ridiculous, everything's going to be just fine, it's okay to say, I know you probably feel a little bit scared. And then maybe to talk to them about the back-to-school jitters that you had. Think back. Go back in the past. I have. And uh, and and clearly, I was anxious every every single year I entered school. And those were a lot of years, all the way through med school, as I changed in residency, as I moved to another town and had to um, jump into a whole new scene of different individuals. So the the jitters, the back-to-school jitters can, can be part of our lives, even as adults, as we age, because the same thing can go for sort of a a change in a job scene or something like that. So so keep in mind those back-to-school jitters can be something that we kind of all feel for quite a long time. Now, before I go on to some of the different issues that can make 
back to school even a little bit more difficult. I see we have our first caller, so let's go on to Sue in Beaumont. Good morning, Sue. I'd like your opinion about something. I Sure. I, I wonder about the kids who are homeschooled mm-hmm. and uh, when they there comes an age when they, they have to go out and face, you know, other kids in real life. I say real life. How, how, how do you, what do you think about homeschooling? And do homeschool kids have to get immunizations like kids who go to public schools or not? Oh. And do you think parents, do you think most parents are educated enough to really teach their children at home? Wow. You have some very powerful questions there, Sue. Um, let's see. Well, first of all, um, I'll say that there are some excellent homeschoolers. There are some kids who have come from homeschooling and moved into college and been very, very successful. I will say that. We have some very excellent homeschool consortiums in our state. We have um, groups that homeschool associations in which parents that parents join um, just because uh, children are homeschooled does not necessarily mean they are homeschooled entirely by their parents. Uh, sometimes the parents uh, teach part of the homeschooling curriculum, and then other individuals teach the other part. So it's it's sometimes a piece together curriculum where they do get outside experiences. They may come together with other children who are in home schooling situations. So uh, I don't want anybody listening to think that um, parents only school their children if they say that they're in home schooling. Now Sue brought up a, a good point. Now there are some people who homeschool um, for reasons that are not always thinking they're going to give their child the better education, but maybe to avoid something such as immunizations because um, uh, parents obviously have a right not to immunize their child, but the law is that to enter um, child care centers, to enter um, public um, schools and the like, and private schools too, that children um, are, need to be immunized to protect themselves, but also to protect other children. And so that's another whole issue that um, we won't get into today. Um, one would hope that if a parent chooses to homeschool their child and to only uh, to be the, that child's only teacher, that they would be educated enough to be able to educate their child well, so that when they finish school, that they truly have an excellent education. But there are standards um, by which parents can can go uh, through for that. Um, and then let's see. So the other issue that I think you were alluding to was the the social um, emotional growth that many times children do get from being enrolled in the classroom. And that's really important. And that's a huge part of what school should be about. And that's why when I hear about kids not being able to talk at lunch or go out and have free play on the playground, I feel like the schools are missing out. The children are missing out on a lot of that that growth. So learning how to interact with 
kids who are different than you, uh, learning how to um, problem solve when you approach someone who perhaps doesn't agree with uh, you is all part of that learning experience. And again, in good homeschool situations, parents have their children involved in other issues for good socialization, like scouts, like other sports, like um, music lessons or the like. So homeschooling can be done very, very well. And and I guess as you bring that up, maybe it's the homeschool uh, kids who don't get quite as much of the jitter. But the reality of it is they probably do too because it's likely that most of them are experiencing um, uh, outside groups as they move through. So would love to hear from some parents who homeschool to make comment if you if you would like. Do you all get the back-to-school jitters or do you get the dreads about having to get back into the schedule? So you actually brought up a topic I really hadn't even looked into, but that's I'd love to hear from other callers. And you can certainly go ahead and give us a call if you're out there at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We're talking about the the back-to-school jitters. Uh, What are they? How long should they last? Um, Did you experience them? And and do you think that it might be a little bit of a good thing to have some of them? This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. stick around for the rest of the show, you can always catch up by logging on our website at mpbonline.org or use the MPB Public Media app on your mobile device. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. Back to school means a fresh start, a clean slate. But since teachers rarely write on slate chalkboards anymore, it's a clean laptop or tablet, plus all the other school gear your child needs for a great year of learning. So when you're buying those school supplies, give yourself a great year of learning with all the news and quiz programs you love on MPB Think Radio. Keep those programs coming by rounding up your change from those school supplies. Go to mpbonline.org to see how easy it is. It's going to be a great year. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Relatively Speaking with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we're talking about going back to school from those lazy days of summer and the jitters that come up. And so we've all felt them. We know that our children feel them. How do you deal with it? How do you help your kids through it? Um, Well, you want to certainly allow them to talk about it. 
And if they feel scared, validate it, say that's okay. Um, But let's talk about some of the things that might set a child up for increased issues and how maybe you can work on those and making them make them better and then we had our first caller was sue who who i think brought up a really good point about homeschooling and the socialization so there are probably some children who in their first few grades are homeschooled and then as they move into middle or junior high school uh, they are moved into to a regular school setting because uh, parents are ready to move them forward. They feel like the children are ready or perhaps that the parents don't feel equipped to educate the children in the upper grades. And that that is really getting harder and harder with the amount of information that our kids are being taught now. So that's something you want to be very careful about. So I would imagine that would be very anxiety-provoking at times for a child who, from a social standpoint, has been a little bit more protected and then moving into, say, a public school or even a private school arena to have to learn how to deal with some of those difficult social things that they really hadn't had to approach before. So if any of you have had those experiences, um, certainly feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And teachers, tell us what you think parents need to be doing. Former teachers, I know there are many of you out there who are listening, and you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So one of the sort of outstanders that can cause increased anxiety um, are is that of uh, life change. So some of the life-changing issues that can occur to cause increased stress, certainly divorce. Um, so parents um, at the end of the school year went through a divorce. Um, parents, now you're moving, so you have a divorce and perhaps a change in school, or maybe not even a move, just the divorce. And you're going back to school and your parents are in two different households and you are having to deal with two different households. So certainly that might um, put make a child a little bit more susceptible to feeling stressed and then having to deal with any kind of questions that come up. So the first few days of school... Um, you might want to make sure that you are there as much as you can be to listen. Try to put away any of those meetings that you typically do, those clubs you typically go to. Um, Try to be there for after school to sort of Take a pulse on what's going on. What are you, how, how are you adjusting? What do you think about your class? Have you met some new people? Um, give them open-ended questions uh, that perhaps give your child an opportunity to, to just vent what's going on. Um, if, if a child expresses that they're feeling... Um, really worried about being able to make friends or feeling like perhaps their teacher doesn't like them. A lot of times children will project feelings that are not real, but they'll, um, so, so when those kinds of issues come up, it's real important 
to ask some open-ended questions, to try to sort of be the detective, to or um, mine what could be going on. So instead of saying, oh, you know that's not true, you know your teacher likes you, say, why do you feel that way? What do you think is making you feel that way? Get them to sort of lead into the conversation. Um, another thing that might cause some increased anxiety is if a child has had some academic difficulties before. And certainly you want to have standards on your child's academic performance, but at the same time, you want to be careful about um, putting standards on a child's academic performance with threats attached because that in an already um, anxious child may make things worse. Because if you overlay anxiety on top of trying to perform in a classroom where maybe you feel like you're at the bottom of the class instead of at the top, uh, that could increase fears. So um, here's something that you can do to help your child as you're trying to allay any of those academic challenges or fears is to make sure that they're as prepared as possible. Now, I know it's too late in the summer, um, and most schools have started. It's a bit late to do academic reviews, but what you can do is watch very carefully what's coming home and and make sure that if it looks like there's any kind of struggle going on that you you check that you make sure you get the help that is needed the other thing is get organized establish a routine i know routines can feel boring but they are amazingly helpful in making a child feel less anxious about the next school day. So what do I mean by getting organized? I mean down to the very nth degree. And you think about this. This will help you in your own work preparation. If you tend to have some work anxiety, these things will will help. Okay? Um Clean out that book bag each night. Just dump it out. Make it a routine to just dump it out on the kitchen table and go through what's in there and reorganize it. Um, make sure homework is put back in. Make sure the right papers are put back in, the right notebooks. Make sure that the pencils are sharpened or the computer is charged or whatever. Just organize in the evening. Now, I'm going to get even more specific. At night, um, Put the shoes together, either by the bedroom door or the outside door, so you know that your shoes are there and you're not looking under the bed and all around the house for that one shoe. Have your child pick out their clothes the night before if they're not wearing a uniform. And if they are wearing a uniform, just have them take out the uniform shirt and pants or skirt that they want to wear. Those are simple, but I will tell you, I promise you, it will make a huge difference in the way the morning um, ends right before school. And studies have shown that if there is strife in the morning at home, 
there will be a bad start to the classroom day. Uh, And I'm sure teachers uh, can often tell you, they can watch the way a child walks into the classroom and tell you whether or not that child had a good morning and a decent night's sleep. I don't have to go into detail, I am sure, about having a good night's sleep. Um, Let me just say it one more time, how important that is. And if you can get into the habit of turning electronics, television, computer, everything off one full hour, one full hour prior to bedtime, um, your child will sleep better and everyone will feel better. So, you know, just establish that routine um, to, to make sure that your child's okay. Now, The other thing I want to talk about are those social worries. Do you ever get concerned about what's going on socially for your child at school? I know we've talked a lot on this show and other shows. I believe there was some mention even in legal terms about the bullying aspect of what's going on. And so... Now, not only is it academic worries, but bullying issues. Did your child have some bullying issues last year that they may be worried about in this upcoming year? Is maybe that bully now in your child's classroom that you maybe are worried about? How do you think you should deal with that? Um, Have you had some problems? Do you feel, listeners, do you feel that the schools watch for that, look for that, and intervene as they should um, when there are social issues and worries going on? I'd like to hear a little bit about that if you've had any experiences. Obviously, if your child has experienced some of that socialization worry and bullying issues, um, that's going to add an extra notch up on the back-to-school jitters because now they're worried about friends. Is there some? Is there a friend in my classroom? Is there someone who will look out for me? Um, maybe we don't know this teacher. Maybe there were, maybe your child was excluded from a group or had some issues with a child and they were unresolved. So what do you do now that they're having to go back to school? Um, some are let you drop it, right? It lets you sort of do away with that memory, but now they're back. They're back in mom's mind. They're back in dad's mind, but oh my goodness, they are really back in your your child's mind. So honestly, another issue when you're looking at socialization issues is the new class roster may mean that you're going back into a classroom where you don't have all your close friends. Um, You don't have that social base. Um, And that can be anxiety-provoking for parents and children. So, So what What do you do about that? How can you approach that? I'd like to hear from our listeners about what do you think you should do? Um, How do you think you can help your child? Did that ever happen to you as a child? And do you think it was good for you? Did it allow you to make more friends? Or did it increase 
your anxiety more. Um, I want to hear from you. We're going to take our next break, and when we come back, we'll talk about maybe love to hear from you and hear what you did to help through those anxieties, or if there was some sort of feeling of loss and um, feeling lost and unable to move forward, what do you think we can tell our children as they move into a new classroom with a new teacher and none of their old friends? You can give us a call to join the conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll also, when we come back, talk about when the jitters morph into something more, social anxiety or school avoidance. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. MPBonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBonline.org. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. Listen again to stories and shows at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. This is Relatively Speaking, and today we're talking about the back-to-school jitters and what you can do to help them. Um, You know, back in the old days, it was possible to get a class roster um, early in um, several weeks before school started, but now that just doesn't happen. Um, It gave you the opportunity maybe to set up a play date before school started. Uh, It's just not done so much anymore. So now um, you have to establish that once school starts, if there's some social anxieties about, about school. A new school or classroom can spark concerns about finding friends at all. So what do you do? So we're going to go right on back to the phones. We have Carol in North Carolina. Carol, thanks for calling in. Hey, um, I just happened to be passing through the area and listened to your question, and it was uh, relevant because I have children who have just graduated from college, and they have a lot of anxiety about moving on, and I thought back to their entire childhood Mm -hmm. and really pointed them in the rearview mirror to say, you know, have you made friends in the past? <laughs> and of course they laughed and said, yes, at every stage when I was, you know, afraid to go to school, afraid to go to camp, afraid to go to college, um, I've always made friends. And I said, well, 
that should be a pretty good sign for you about what can happen in the future. So sometimes just a reassurance that, you know, it has happened in the past. Right. You've had a good teacher in the past or you've made new friends in the past and they've all been great people. Yeah. You know, Carol, and the way you phrased that was perfect. You didn't say, don't be silly. You said, well, let's think about it. Have you made friends in the past? Did you ever yeah. have that? So it allows them to turn it around and go, oh, yeah, of course I did. Of course I had friends. And um, to to review that, like you said, sort of in the rearview mirror is a is a great way to do it. Great suggestion. So um, the other thing is just. Um, I think sometimes if we talk about our own past, you know, mm-hmm. what, what we've been anxious about and how we got through it, I think that helps our kids too. Absolutely. That's one of the premier suggestions. Let them know, let your child know that you understand it. You experienced it. I think so many times um, we we give more detail than we need, but sometimes they want detail about so so it it happened to you, and then so then what did you do, and then what did you do? So so as we're giving them our past experiences, we want to make sure that we give them a positive outcome to it, and not that you tortured all year long with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I just think it's reassuring to them to know that even we who survived <laughs> our childhood. Um, you know, had anxieties and and had those times that we felt unsure, but we got through. Right. Absolutely. That is great advice. So uh, I hope our listeners heard how to how to ask open-ended questions. Let them try to problem-solve with you as you're moving along. And, um, and then give them some other um, outlets and resources if, if they need it further. Carol, I appreciate you calling in. So your kids are now all... Um, going out of college into new jobs, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. the funny and thing... A, another uh, chapter of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly what uh, I said at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you were able to hear it, but um, we all have those sort of back-to-school, back-to-job, change-in-job um, anxieties, and it, it really is... Um, all the same. It's all the same emotions and all the same feelings. And the preparations are the the ways to circumvent some of the the problems are pretty much all the same, whether you're going into the first grade or whether you're going into um, your first new job. It's prepare. Yeah, right. They can practice those techniques of, you know, reviewing what's gone well in the past, oh, I have gotten through this, uh, that's really a lifelong way of calming yourself, right? It, it is. It can make yeah. a huge difference. And I think any expert in the area of calming anxiety will tell you the more prepared the, the, that you are, the better off you will be. So um, as, as parents and mentors, um, caregivers, one thing that we can do is help, help our kids when they're young and then when they're older too, um, 
learn how, what they need to do to be prepared so that, yes, they'll have a little bit of anxiety, but the anxiety they'll be able to push through and perform well because they have the tools they need. They're rested. They had the right clothes out already for that first big day of whatever it is, and um, they're they're completely prepared. So the preparation can make a huge difference in, in getting yeah. through some of that. I do think sometimes just going and visiting um, and seeing the school, <laughs> seeing where they're going to go and not maybe showing up the first day. Absolutely. Right. Alleviate a little bit too. And most schools do a fairly decent job of that as far as having open houses, allow you to meet the teacher, find your classroom. I know um, with my directional sense, I always was terrified that I'd turn down the wrong hallway. And so just (laughs) having someone help you locate your classroom before the bell rings on that first day so that you know exactly where you're going and what the setup looks like makes a big difference. So the familiarity will breed a lot of comfort in that. Another great suggestion, Carol. Well, thank pre- you so much. Well, <laughs> thanks for your call and thanks for listening as you're driving through. Drive safely. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, we have open lines, so feel free to call. We'd love to hear from you about some things that you think you did right with your child or perhaps some questions about what you maybe need help with. Um, Maybe as a teacher, what you did to help ease those first days of school and what you suggest parents could do. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Um, so let's talk a little bit about finding friends and, and what to do when you end up in a classroom where perhaps you don't know anybody. And some of you adults may have the same difficulty. What do you do when you end up in a group and a work group where you really don't know anybody and you don't know, um, what to do? So let's think about the kinds of tools that you can use. For example, um, give your child some ways to start a conversation with new kids that, that they don't know. Remind them that other kids in this classroom are probably feeling the same anxiety, that most people feel that. They just deal with it differently. So maybe work with them as far as role-playing. Give them, like, some topics of conversation when meeting somebody for the first time. It's um, sort of those those set lines that seem to work very well. Um, like, hmm, what was the best thing you did all summer? What was your favorite thing about the summer? Or maybe something more related to school. Um, do you ride the bus or does, do your parents take you to school? Or um, something more generic. What do you like to do for fun? What makes you happy? What, makes, what, what gets you excited? 
or, you know, some other very, let them come up with some questions, but some conversation starters sometimes can be very helpful. And you might even arm them with the kindness factor and say something like, you know, I know you're feeling anxious and other children are feeling anxious too. If you see somebody who looks really scared, why don't you go up to them and try to start a conversation? That'll make them feel a lot better. So that you're teaching kindness. You're, you're teaching the ability to um, reach out and start a conversation. And you're letting them be the healer instead of trying to heal them. Might be worth a try. Okay, let's go back to the phones. We have Amy in Bahelia. Um, now, you have a comment about the second grade. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Tell us uh, what your thoughts are. My daughter's going into second grade, and last year she had a bad experience with her first grade teacher, and we have are experiencing a lot of nervousness. She's upset, throwing fits crying at night and school starts tomorrow. I have tried everything to assure her um, that this teacher is wonderful and she's just not having it. <laughs> so that's a shame, uh, you know, that that the school ended with a, a bad experience with a first grade teacher. I I'm sorry to hear that, but we know we know that happens, and sometimes it really can affect a child's career if a school career if you if you don't get a handle on it early on. So, well, let's talk about some things. Is she saying I'm just not going to school? No, she'll say, "What if the teacher doesn't like me?" What if I can't keep up, which she's a straight-A student. Um, <laughs> she just, it, it's irrational fears in my mind, but I'm trying not to minimize them for her. Right. But her experiences the previous year. So it's diff- it, I'm having a difficult time finding the right words to assure her, you know, this is a new year. This is a new teacher. It's right. going to be okay. Right. So probably the first thing you need to do is make sure, um, and Amy, before I go on, I just want to say, I bet there are many, many parents out there who have had this as a common problem. And um, so let's just step through some of the things you can do. And you may have already done these, but I'll just repeat them for our listeners. Uh, The first thing I would do is codify your child's feelings. Let let her know that you understand that she feels anxious and scared and that you know it's because she had a bad experience last year. And then the next thing you need to remind her is that we're starting over. We're putting that year behind us. It is gone. You never have to relive that year again. It is done. Um, you know you're smart. You know you can do the work. So let's talk about second grade and the new things that will be happening. That's the first thing. So wash your hands of that. You can even make it a funny game so that you literally go in the bathroom or the kitchen sink and say, we're scrubbing all that, those bad memories away. And now they're they're gone. We're going to 
do away with them um, and tell those memories we don't want to hear about them anymore. Okay, so now we're going to talk about what we need to do to make this year the best year ever. And the best thing we can do to make the best year ever is get prepared. So we're going to sit down and I need you to tell me what will make you the happiest about going into your school the first day. And now has she met her teacher? She has um, in the past. It's a very, very small school. Mm -hmm. Um, Tonight, we were going to plan to go to their little open house, and I'm hoping that will assuage some of her fears. And, you know, I would make this a really fun outing, let her pick out her favorite outfit, and then maybe um, you can go in um, and be one of the earlier ones there so that you can enter the classroom and um, let her have a little extra time with the teacher if possible and and do your best to make it as positive as you can because that's really important to get to meet the teacher face-to-face, have the teacher smile back, and... Um, And if there's any way that you could give the teacher a little bit of a heads up so that she could, not that um, I'm thinking positively, I think the teacher will probably greet her very happily and all, but I would um, work hard to, to try to give the teacher a little bit of a heads up on we had a bad end to the year. We really, she's so very anxious. Could you give her a little extra, um, uh, pat or a hug just to make her feel more comfortable. I think that would be great. So for sure, go to the open house. That'll be really, really important. And then if you see another child in her class that uh, she knows well, it would be good to to sort of involve them in a conversation mm-hmm. to make her feel more comfortable. Um, certainly having a friend in the classroom um, could help too. So I hope that helped a little bit. Did. That helped so much. Thank you. You are so welcome, Amy. And thanks for calling. Good luck. I would love to hear a follow-up on how second grade started on our little girl. So good luck. And, and please feel free, no matter what the topic is, to call in and give us an update um, at one of the other shows. All right. Well, let's go on to our final break. Um, We're talking about the back-to-school jitters. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what to do if you think it's just not getting better. We'll um, give you some ideas and tips. Uh, This is Relatively Speaking. I don't know that we have time for another call, so we'll be right back for those ending comments. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. 
Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Relatively Speaking with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and we've been talking about uh, back to school anxiety, the jitters, that it should be transient. Sometimes it's not. Um, We've talked some about the ways to make the jitters better, and I just want to give a quick summary on that um, so that you can keep reminding yourself as you're moving into school um, the things that you can do to to make it better. First of all, um, make sure... Um, everybody's rested, everybody's prepared. Any opportunity that you have, um, like we were just talking with Amy about, any opportunity that you have to meet the teacher, to see where your classroom is, to visit that classroom, find your way before school starts, take it, do it, use it. It makes a big difference. Be prepared with with all the supplies and then keep staying organized as you're moving through the first few weeks of school. Get into a routine that works well for you and your child so that um, they feel comfortable and prepared every day. Most anxiety will go away if you feel equipped and prepared. Help your child learn how to make friends. Give them, arm them with a few comments, uh, conversation starters. Uh, if they don't have their old friends in their classroom, turn that around as a real positive for the child. Say, well, you know, the good thing about not having your best friend in the classroom with you is that it'll give you an opportunity to make another really good friend. And yes, keep that best friend who's in that other classroom, but at the same time, you get to make new friends, which is better than having just the same old friends and never expanding the group. Really important to put things in a positive light as much as you can. If they're worried about a teacher because they had a mean teacher previously, a teacher who they didn't just click with, um, the best thing you can do is to to stay on a positive ground, um, remind them that every person is different, and remind them that you had some teachers who maybe um, weren't the sweetest, but then you had the best teacher ever um, in another grade and ended up being the person that you you loved the most. So to, to try to keep everything on uh, positive ground. Um, now, what I, I just want to finish up with this, uh, most back-to-school anxiety is something that we anticipate, we know it's transient, um, and then a child gets over it. Now, they might get anxious about a certain situation or something, but overall, that anxiety should go away. 
If it doesn't, or if you find that things are building, or if you see that your child is starting to socially isolate, or cry every morning before school, or cry or look disturbed um, and upset every evening, you need to find out what's going on. You need to check with your school counselor. Um, if there is one or your school principal, you need to make an appointment with the teacher. And if you feel like that your child is withdrawing more and more, um, you may even need to seek some professional help with your child. That's something you do not want to avoid. So I thank you all, and I wish you all the very best luck in this starting of a school year um, or your new job or graduating um, from high school and moving into college. I hope everything works out just the way you want it to. I want to thank everybody today. Our show was engineered by Michelle McAdoo. Our call screener was Java Chapman. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and stay tuned for our NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.